Today's episode is brought to you by Awesome Is Nuts. Yeah, I'm just kidding, guys. Just trying to scam you guys to thinking that I have an advertisement for this podcast. But, but as always, we all know that this podcast is not other than me, funded by me, edited by me, written by me, recorded by me. Everything is done basically by me, Awesome Is Nuts, the longest standing professional card gamer, veteran, champion, everything can name it. Yes, it's me. I'm back after three months of not playing Legends of Runeterra. And in fact, it's three months plus counting because I have not installed the game back and I probably will install it back probably at the end of the month, maybe during Christmas when I do like a special Christmas stream. More on that later. And yes, you guys must be wondering, what is up, man? Why am I suddenly back recording a brand new podcast episode? Didn't I say that I'll be back one year later, maybe what, eight months later during April of 2022? Of course, how can I take such a long hiatus, guys? I know you guys miss me a lot. Apparently, I can see from the numbers on my Anchor.fm, a couple of my loyal listeners have been listening to my old episodes, wondering that, when is he coming back? When is Awesome Hisenas going to grace us with his presence once again? His smooth, sexy voice, which is way better than 98% of the other podcasts existing in the Legendary and Terrasphere. His content is way better than these guys who are trying to sell you some product, telling you how to play the game better. But we all know that when it comes to Runeterra, it's not about how well you play the game. It's not about how many titles you have won, how many championships that you have won. I know that the World Championship concluded about three months ago, which is around the same time in which I took my hiatus. When you look at the grand scale of things, none of this actually matters. Money is an illusion. Everything that you see in front of you is an illusion. Federal Reserve is printing unlimited money. The whole world's in chaos, everything is upside down. And you try to look at some form of sanity in card games, but you just can't find any. In the past year alone, or the past 12 months, people made money from Dogecoin and Shiba Inu, maybe some Floki Inu coin, maybe some King Floki V2. They're making tons and tons of money. They're looking at random dog coins and just putting money, and poof, it's suddenly 10x, 20x, blah blah blah. You get it early, get a pre sale on what, pingsale.com or something like that, pingsale.io. I made a shit tons of money. And so, it's been a long three months. I've been really up to a lot of really, really very, very random stuff. We all know that I took a hiatus because I started my first real business, which is a... Actually, not real, real business, I would say. Yeah, I started a restaurant. Or more, I would say I take over a restaurant. And a couple of the Singaporean Legends of Runeterra community players have actually come down to visit me. This is the first time that I've met a couple of them in real life. And so, it was a great time seeing all of them. But the main gist of it of today's episode is, yes, why play to earn will destroy digital card games. And let me give you guys a brief reality check when it comes to Legends of Runeterra. Hearthstone I'm not too worried, but Legends of Runeterra is something which is going on a very very slippery slope. Because 3 months ago when I tuned in to Twitch, it was the, probably the last time I went on Twitch, I wanted to say goodbye to some of the viewers or some of the people that I've been watching for the past past few months went on there and said that I'm probably going to take a hiatus from the game. I'm, I'm probably come back eight months later. But here I am, three months later, I'm back. I was supposed to come back in April of 2022. But you can say that I'm still on a break because I'm not even touching Runeterra at all. And maybe I will not even be going back to playing that game anytime soon. I do know that ever since the three months hiatus, there's barely been any new stuff that came out to be honest no one cares about the side adventures 
maybe there's a new champion called Jace that was released I think about a month ago and then now we have the uh, what Magic Misadventures yes I'm looking at it on the Mobilitics website they say there's uh, what three new champions was it four Cannon the the guy that can can speed flame from his hand and then there's Ari I think Ari is ridiculously strong and I have no idea what Riot is doing Cannon is also ridiculously strong I have no idea what they're doing and Pantheon which is a pretty meme champion I don't think that that card will actually be played at all but there are a couple of cards in the overall new expansion which piqued my interest but like I said I don't think I'll be playing the game anytime soon maybe there'll be a surprise stream of mine during the end of the year and we'll just try it out but one thing I'd like to get to you guys to notice is that yeah sure there's a new expansion Jace is out la 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 there are champion skins here and there but the underlying issue is that Legends Rondera is not growing at all and I'm not even kidding when I'm talking about it, guys. Okay, let's just go to the twitch.tv slash legendsrunterra, whatever you want to call it. I'm here at the screen right now. You look at what I'm looking at. 591k followers. I think this number has still been the same for the past three months. Nothing has really changed. And here we have 2.1k viewers, concurrently people watching the game. Guys, this number has not changed since three months ago. I'm pretty sure this has not changed for a year. In fact, maybe increased by 100 and of course, my boy Grappler is sitting at 1.8k viewers, which is around 90% or maybe 80% of the overall people watching the game, which is not a good sign, which means that no one else is even watching the game. They're just watching Grappler because he's entertaining, which is, yeah, he's 99% more interesting than everyone else available. And I'm sorry if I offended any of you, but really Grappler is the only one which is actually entertaining to watch. Maybe other than Alan ZQ, which I heard is the is the current world champion of Legends of Runeterra. If I'm not mistaken, I, I can't remember who told me that. Yeah, congratulations congratulations to him. I really think that he deserved it. Out of all the players that I've seen, he's the only one that's been putting about 12 hours a day playing the game. Heck, even myself, I have trouble even putting 2 hours into the game. And yes... You put in time to the game, you understand the game, that you are definitely going to win. Because when you look across the board, number of players in the game, I don't think any of them are as serious as him. Like, they can pretend to be, they can pretend to to show that they are freaking amazing at the game, la la la, I can think of XYZ strategy, I'm very salty, I top a few tournaments here and there. But you guys have to understand that tournaments are for amateurs, championships are for professionals. And if you take out of the way, three months later, the game is still pretty much the same. Nothing has changed. The same people are still at the top. Grappler, 2.1k viewers, 591k followers. And let's just compare that to Hearthstone, which I'm not even going to look at because I do know that Hearthstone is crippling up and up. Even though the viewer numbers of this game is not going up, I still think that Runeterra is by far the top 3 card games I've played. And to be honest, top 3 is quite a resounding fact or something that is very hard to achieve because I've played tons, of, tons and tons of card games. I still think that physical card games are the premier version of playing card games because the whole point of playing card games is for you to meet your friends in real life right for you to sit down talk to them get to know them get to know them outside the game because all you're doing with digital card games is that it's just an echo chamber you can't interact with your opponent other than is it emoting I, I forgot how you can even emote to your player in Legends of Terra. but then again I was still think the game is great but the lack of new players growing and it's just a rinse and repeat of the existing players still remaining so eventually if you play long enough you'll probably hit top 32 in the seasonal ranking there are players like me who have just totally left the game not even bothering about playing the game at all and just cross me off it'll probably be like a merry-go-round whoever has a turn to reach the top 
yeah, that's pretty much it. There was I don't think this game has any organic growth anymore. I think everything is being funneled into uh the topic of today, which is the play to earn thing. I know players are being funneled into Valorant. There maybe there are quite a few meme games about like Squid Game and here and there. And that's the thing. That's the thing about Legend of Terra. That's the thing about Hearthstone. Is that like I mentioned in one of my episodes, you can play this game as long as you want, you can put in as much money as you want, but the overlying thing is that you don't own anything that you think you have when you play the game. Like maybe you got tons and tons of uh, prismatic versions of champion cards in Runeterra. You got tons of uh, golden, is it golden? or Golden legendary, yeah, golden cards in Hearthstone. You got a full suite of collection, but how are you going to sell it? I'm pretty sure that your phone number is being bound to your Hearthstone account or your Blizzard account. And therefore, Runeterra is pretty much bound to your email. And you probably had that in-game name for a very, very long time. And you try to sell it, you try to change the name here and there. Yeah, maybe you can sell it, but when you look at the intrinsic value of Legends Runeterra cards, most of it has no value. Because eventually, everyone is going to have a full collection. For Hearthstone, I'm not so sure about it, but in the past, you really had to spend in order to make a proper deck. And that is a problem on its own. Because when you think about playing card games, right, there is no liquidity factor. You can't sell away everything that you have on Runeterra and migrate it to maybe another card game, maybe another, you know, something in real life. You want to play Pokemon in real life, you want to play uh, Shadowverse in another game, You're hoping that you can maybe transfer it into Fiat and do something about it. But you can't do it in Legends of Runeterra. You can't even sell your cards. In Hearthstone, maybe you can dust it. In Runeterra, you can maybe turn it into... I even forgot what it's called. I don't even think you can turn it into, turn it into dust or anything. Because if you were to get duplicate copies, they'll just instantly give you... Uh, what's it called? Shards? Yeah, it's called Shards, right? And that is scary. Now that I think about it. Because if you guys have been following current affairs... Or if you are aware of the things that are happening around the world and how money is slowly becoming not relevant anymore. The shots in Runeterra reminds me of a future tool that will be used as currency throughout the entire planet. Or any country that is going to be part of the uh, smart city or whatever you want to call it. The, 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 the smart grid, something which a lot of countries have signed into. It's basically the information of things, the IoT plus 5G and everything. The future currency is probably going to be digital. It's going to be built on a blockchain, which is an area which I've been looking into for the past three to four years. Because, yeah, we all know that I'm a software engineer. My major is in digital system security. So for one of my modules, it was actually based on blockchain, how to build like a ledger, to have everything built on top of the blockchain systems to, to ensure that there is no like tempering of the data or whatever you want to call it. I don't want to go too detailed into it because I am no longer a software engineer, but I'm pretty much involved in the blockchain area. And so the future of currency is going to probably be the CBDC, which is the Central Bank Digital Currency. And Legends from Terra, right, has something which up to now I didn't really think about it, which is called the Shards. The Shards really reminds me of the CBDC in a sense, which is that you only can have an allocated amount of things that are allowed within a so-called system. And so basically, a CBDC means that uh, there will be allocated amount of money that can be spent. Any surplus will be eradicated. Which in this sense, in Runeterra, is basically if you own more than, is it two or three copies? 
and then everything else will be eradicated and turned into shards, which can be used for future spending. But in CBDC sense, there's no future spending. Everything is uh, on a ledger. It gets replaced every single month, and it'll be allocated to you every month uh, for spending. And so that's, that's a scary thing. That means that in Runeterra, there is no incentive for you to basically, you know, play that well. Because eventually, you unlock everything. And so you compare that with Hearthstone. Hearthstone is also the same. You can't really liquidate it to sell to other forms of currency. And the thing about CBDC, I forgot to mention. Yeah, I wanted to say as part of my speech, is that in Runeterra, if you were to sell something, right, you can't really change it to real-life money. So basically, the $100 that you put into the game is $100 which you will never get back. It's a, basically a bad debt. And the thing is that you can get $100 back, but that requires you to maybe play Stop 32 in a seasonal tournament, which you might get. But the biggest thing is that you guys don't realize is you can get your $150 back, you can get $100 back, whatever the hell you want to say. You can stream the game, earn money. But I think that the biggest commodity that you're trading for this money is your time. And when you trade your time for this type of money, it's basically you're shooting yourself in the foot. Because a seasonal tournament is once every two months, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe you get a chance to qualify for Worlds, which is, yeah, congratulations. But then you think about it in the grand scheme of things, our currency or whatever fiat money we have is currently being devalued to the point in which does it really make a difference you get $150 or $10,000. Because all a central bank got to do is just print more money, which is already a big issue. And so... Whatever that you put into the game, be it Runeterra or whatever, Hearthstone, I'm talking about card games in general, you'll never get it back. Maybe you try to justify it yourself, oh, it's a collection here and there. But it's not really a collection if you can't, you know, showcase it to everyone. Maybe on your phone, on your computer, that's about it. But the thing is that Runeterra is built in a way in which everybody will have the same amount of cards eventually. No matter how bad you are at the game. You can be extremely bad at the game, you can put in 3 hours a day and eventually you unlock everything, all prismatic, every single card in the collection. You can be very good at the game, maybe you got it earlier, you put in money in the game, but eventually, right, everybody will have an equal ending, which is everybody owns everything. And that's the problem, which means that there is no limited supply of XYZ card. There can be 1 million copies of Arena Soul, Prismatic, and everybody will eventually get it. That, that means if there's a million players, every player will have a copy of a Prismatic card, and if 1 million more players join the pool, then another million copies will be minted and everybody will have a copy of it because everybody will be entitled to one copy. That sounds pretty much like a very scary system, right? And so that's why the end game to digital card games, which I can see already, digital card games is going to be imploded until Runeterra does something about it. But the thing is that this system in Runeterra will slightly just retain the same few players because nobody really wants to wake up because this is a very big issue which I've been saying for a very long time. This play-to-earn thing, right, is going to be so revolutionary to the point in which Runeterra, be it Hearthstone, be it Valorant, be it League of Legends, be it Dota 2, they will just be pummeled and destroyed by the play-to-earn blockchain gaming revolution that will probably be coming in the next 3 to 4 years, I would say. I wouldn't say next year because right now there's a lot of games that just got released. Probably take some time for them to actually produce a working game. The only one that comes to my mind which is actually working, and I've personally played it for the past week, is uh, Gods Unchained. I think Gods Unchained is currently the number one competitor. Or I would say is the, the, the guy hanging the Sword of Democles above Runeterra and Hearthstone and maybe Shadowverse and Magic Arena, whatever you call it. Gods Unchained basically is a game built by a former Magic game director, if I'm not mistaken. I did re- The only reason I played Gods Unchained was because 
the guy was involved with the development of the game. And so what they have is something called the play-to-earn mechanic. And we all know, I'm pretty sure most of you guys know about the cryptocurrency sphere, blockchain or whatever. The whole point of play-to-earn is means that you can play the game and everything that you get is basically free to play. But up to a certain point, you will start getting destroyed by some players later on in the game. As usual, because some of them have been playing this game for a long time and they probably have better cards than you. And we all know in card games, some cards are just better than others. They might just release a set of cards, but maybe 40% of overall cards are just useless. And the other 60% are maybe play more playable than the rest. And so this play-to-earn thing is basically, the, mo- the more you play, the well, more better you perform in the game, you're more incentivized to get better rewards. And so they, they have this thing which is, there's a marketplace which is hosted on, okay, let's just say, okay, other than Ethereum being the second most uh, market highest market cap cryptocurrency in the overall sphere, we all know that Ethereum is fairly popular amongst people who are trading cryptocurrency without knowing the entire usage of like the network here and there, why is it being used for the smart contract thing here and there. Okay, so basically people just heard about three coins, which is mainly Bitcoin, Ethereum and Dogecoin, which is I think the three most popular and a four, Shiba Inu, which is the four most popular cryptocurrency among mainstream people. And so other than looking at cryptocurrency as a way to, you know, invest and make money, the main usage of Ethereum and the reason why it goes up so high is because it's a it's a smart contract or a network. I may be butchering it because I'm not super into you know how Ethereum all this stuff. So so basically Ethereum is like a network, you can build things onto it. And so Ethereum has this thing called uh, Immutable X. Immutable X is basically a marketplace which is hosted on Ethereum, which uses the Ethereum network to launch its basically its own platform. And so this Immutable X is the platform which is linked to Gods Unchained. Immutable X is a marketplace for NFTs, which is like digital digital art, and it's also a marketplace for you to buy cards in Gods Unchained. There are other cards that are available on there. There are some like game-related stuff on there as well. And so, when it comes to Gods Unchained and the cards listed on there, here's the best part about play to earn which means that your Immutable X account is being linked to your Gods Unchained account, which means that whatever card that you get from Gods Unchained is, if they are sellable, sellable, which I'll get into later, they will be hosted onto your Immutable X account, which means that you can just go to your Immutable X account and you can sell it on the public marketplace and people can just buy it. And probably the cheapest card on there is around maybe 50 cents up to a dollar, which is pretty good. So basically, if you were to spend a week playing the game pretty well, you can easily make up to maybe $10. If you're good, you can easily make $100. And so that is the thing about play to win. It is revolutionary. There's no middleman other than Immutable X. You can, can't really count it as a middleman because it's a platform. It's like a Facebook marketplace. And so all you gotta do is just play God's Unchained. And then you open the packs because the cards are free. You can choose to spend. If you got some earnings from a cryptocurrency, you can basically open more packs and get certain copies of cards that you got extra and you go and sell it. And you can easily make money from it. So far, I've made quite a bit, which is not that big. But the main point is that some people make money from playing card games. Some people make money from playing games. Some people just stream. And I think that the play-to-earn model is probably the biggest boom when it comes to gaming and for streamers as a whole. Because now you don't just play the game for the sake of streaming. You can actually make an income out of it. Formerly you play the game, you don't really make any money other than participating in streamer tournaments here and there. But you need to be at a certain viewer base to get invited to such things. 
And now this is all removed. All you gotta do is play a game which is play to earn. You can just have a a wallet being attached to your game. You link it, you get the in-game items, you can sell it on Immutable X, and you can just send your Immutable X tokens, which is Ethereum, to your cryptocurrency wallet, cash it out for fiat, deposit back to your bank account, and basically you are you can instantly make money from it. And this is such a revolutionary way because before this thing even existed, there was something called physical card games, which was something in which, of course, we all know I became a champion at, one of the best players of the game, by the way. And back in the day, you could easily open like physical card games, like physical card packs, sorry, and you can get the cards, you go and sell it to the card dealer, you can instantly find someone and go and sell it to them. And this is a very long process, right? You open a card pack, the card pack might not have good cards, sometimes they have good cards, you can sell it to them. And now with this blockchain gaming thing with Immutable X, it simplifies the whole process. Because we all know about the low ballers that we all meet in real life when it comes to selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon cards here and there. Especially Pokemon cards because there's a lot of people who like to lowball you and try to like make you sell it extremely cheap. And now with this Immutable X with future marketplace for NFTs and for future like card games, digital games, you can just sell your in-game items without middleman, you let the platform handle it for you, you set the price you want, and it solves everything. And my experience playing God's Century has been good so far. For a game that has been out for two years, which is not even a fully released game yet, it's currently only in beta, I can say that the game is quite solid as a whole. The animation might not be as perfect as Legends of Runeterra, but the biggest thing about Ghost Unchained is that it reminds me of early stage Hearthstone, which I was a part of during uh, April 2014? Around September 2013 all the way to April 2014. It was the early stage Hearthstone. The game was pretty much very cookie cutter. There wasn't much to shout about about the UI. There wasn't anything interesting about, you know, looking at the game and then just playing it. But it was the first step towards digital card games, which was the very... Thing that a lot of people did not really expect because back in the day people were still playing on the Yu-Gi-Oh they were still playing Magic the Gathering some of them were still playing uh, what's the game called Vanguard Card Fight Vanguard Body Fight Vanguard whatever you're gonna call it no one really thought about playing games or playing card games in a, on a computer and Hearthstone revolutionized that with some of the next level graphics until Runeterra came out and then they had a lot of uh, household things yeah, household. I can't really think of a way to call it. You know, like Ragnarok, Illidan, Stormrage, Valira, some of the characters. So, a lot of players who have been playing World of Warcraft, they found a very natural inkling towards playing Hearthstone because it was something in which they are familiar with. And now I think that Ghost Unchained doesn't really have this ecosystem or they don't really have the lore or the richness of the universe or the metaverse, you want to call it, in Ghost Unchained. And so Ghost Unchained is just trying to create a whole new universe out of a brand new game, creating their own characters, which I think that so far they've been doing pretty well. And if I'm not mistaken, Ghost Unchained has just reached a million players so far. And here's my story of how I discovered Ghost Unchained. It was probably around mid of this year. I was still playing Legends of Runeterra. Never crossed my mind to actually go and play Ghost Unchained. Because at the time when I played Ghost Unchained, it was not as, as superior as the experience compared to Runeterra. But the main point of it was that I was hearing players saying that you could make money from playing Gods Unchained. And to me, making money out of card games is secondary to me. 
because I made a bit of money from playing physical card games which was around 9 years 10 years ago because you could sell the cards after the meta is done or you found someone who wants to buy a collection and just sell some stuff to him and so this Ghost Unchained thing to me the play to win is not as important but to everyone else I know it is because we all know the future of work doesn't require you to leave the house this can be seen as uh, Facebook rebranding itself as meta with a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of companies moving towards the metaverse and NFTs such as Nike and Adidas there are a couple of clothing brands that I do know that are moving towards the metaverse as well and so this is something in which I want all of you guys to think about which is the future of games or the future of how society is moving for better or for worse I do not know but I have my opinion about it maybe I'll talk about it sometime down the road but I can say that the future is going to be the metaverse it's probably going to be you stuck at home with a drone sending you food and everything that you need without you even leaving the house and the metaverse with the NFT things is going to be the future there is no way that you can counteract about it I heard that Valve and Blizzard are not really keen on the NFTs and the blockchain all this because of course why would they want to they are making a lot of revenue from the existing way that games are to be played basically the players spend money and the game issues them whatever they need and there's no way out there's only a one way in and there's no way out but this play to earn creates a whole new different paradigm when it comes to gaming which means that you are able to make money out of it you don't even need to leave the house maybe if they block your bank account you can bring the money out but the main point of it is that it creates an alternative way for players to actually not be reliant on being super competitive to make money all you gotta do is play it you get lucky you can get a very good item you can sell it for money which is unprecedented because last time when you play a centralized card game like something like Hearthstone like Runeterra you can't really do that you play card you play games like World of Warcraft you play games like Dota 2 maybe you can sell it on the Steam market but the thing about the Steam market is that you can't change it to real life money yes you can't change the real life money guys and the whole thing about play to earn and blockchain gaming is that with immutable x with various other nft platforms coming out for you to sell your stuff it's going to be really 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 a game changer and i can say that if you are to migrate yourself by just stop playing digital card games and move on to a next one maybe like crypto meta gem guardians I do know a couple of crypto prophecies and gods unchained I would say that if you are an early adopter you'll be able to be the first few people to get the good cards and you might be the ones that are able to set the price within these card games because you all know the advantage of being an early mover which means that you are the pioneer within that space and for me when it comes to gods unchained I got a feeling that I might be moving towards this game from now on because from the way I look at Legends of Rangera, the maximum that you can ever earn from this game is 40,000 US dollars which is not a lot to me it might be a lot to you but 40,000 USD is yeah it's not really a lot it's not it's not life changing money it's not TI winning money it's not TI is basically the international it's not a million dollars like the League of Legends World Championship and so there's something in which a lot of you guys have to think about which is the future of card games I really think that I remember, I remember I did mention that if you want to play card games, you want to be a professional about it, give it a shot in Legends of Runeterra. 
But now with the opportunity of a brand new card game, which basically incentivizes you to play well, to unlock better cards, which gives you the ability to sell it without any middleman, without anybody telling you, oh, you can't sell more than XYZ copies per day. There is no better way for a person to go pro in digital card games, in card games, in professional gaming, whatever, other than blockchain gaming. Because this answers a lot of the paradigm in which if you don't play well, you're gonna have a dry spell. Maybe you don't have money to buy food. Maybe for that one month, you're unable to play. And then you lose touch of the meta. And you need to go through the whole process. You need to open new cards and here and that. You need to open booster bags because there's no way of you to get the cards. The entire thing about the play to earn together with the marketplace unlocks all that. Because the Immutable X, the marketplace, which for the first time in my life that I see it, is revolutionary to work to a cards game because you don't have to buy card packs to get the cards. You can just instantly go to the marketplace, pick out the cards you want, and you can build the deck that you want. You don't have to go through the whole process of, you know, gambling, liquidating what you have, like Hearthstone, turning everything to the smart dust or whatever you can call it, and then crafting the cards you need. At the end of the day, you'll be in a surplus, which means that you don't even, no, not surplus, you'll be in a deficit, which means that the original amount that you started with, you'll be get lesser and lesser if you do not, if you suddenly take a break from the game, which is a big problem. And for Legends from Terra, Maybe you unlock everything, but there's no incentive for you to play the game even more because up to a certain point, if everything is prismatic, then what are you playing the game for? The the cap, the maximum that you can make for Runeterra is only what, 10,000 USD a month from the seasonal tournament and $40,000 a year, which is for the World Championship. And you factor in everything, the maximum that you can earn from playing Runeterra is maybe $120,000, providing that you win every single tournament existing. But now, you remove the tournament thing, you remove everything, you can just play the game, and you can sell it straight on Immutable X, and you profit from it, which is, I think is the biggest thing why I always, from from last week until now, I've been telling everybody, if you're going to play a card game, you might as well play a play-to-earn card game, and no, there's no better play-to-earn card game than God's Unchained, at the moment. There might be other games, such as Tetan Arena, and I don't know that Tetan Arena is working, we all heard about Axie Infinity, but these are just the tip of the iceberg. Gaming, blockchain gaming, or the crypto gaming industry is going to be incredibly huge. I might be wrong, but all I can say is that play to earn is here to stay, and it will pulverize Legends of Terra and Hearthstone. You heard it here first. Seven years ago, when I moved to Hearthstone, I really been took a, I really took a hiatus from. Yu-Gi-Oh! since 2012 at the time. So two years I didn't play card games. I moved to Hearthstone. People were calling me crazy. I told my friends, the two of my closest friends who were my part of my championship winning team in 2012, I told them, hey guys, I'm moving towards Hearthstone because the, the end is here for physical card games. No one is going to be playing physical card games anymore. The future is Hearthstone and playing card games on a computer. My two friends listened to me and we made the jump and it worked out well. And now, I stand on the precipice of a brand new revolution. I can say that blockchain gaming, even the entire play-to-earn crypto gaming card game thingy is going to be the future of card games going forward. Because this is the first time that such a thing has happened since physical card games. It solved the issue of physical card games of finding someone to buy and sell cards. And it also fixed the issue of, you know, playing in real life, you can actually play on a computer. And so blockchain gaming, or the play-to-earn crypto card game industry, has fixed both of these issues all in once. 
this is basically the revolution, revolutionary step towards a brand new industry. And I would say I'm glad to be part of it. And so what is my experience playing God's Unchained? I've not really finished it, right? And so I played this game for a week. I hit the highest rank, which is uh, Mythic. Mythic is basically the highest rank in uh, Magic the Gathering, uh, is it MTG Arena? Yeah, so I played the game for a week. I sit at around a 93% win rate or 96% win rate from the time I hit Mythic. And then I proceeded to throw a couple of games because everybody in Mythic <laughs> owns incredibly strong cards. And I found myself getting destroyed, smacked here and there, out of out of everywhere. And then I found myself back at Ethereal Diamond. And then I went to check online. And yes, you can get demoted from the highest rank in Gods Unchained if you are found to be playing games at a poorer level, which is totally different from Hearthstone, totally different from Runeterra. In Hearthstone, if you were to hit the Legend rank, you just stay there until the end of the season. Same as for Runeterra, you hit... Is it Master rank? Yeah, you hit Master rank and you probably never get kicked out. You can sit there at 0 LP and you don't just farm. But for Gods Unchained, once you are found to not be playing at the level in which the other Mythic players are, basically losing 3-4 to four games in a row, you get kicked out of it. And so, you think about it in this way. There's no better game than Gods Unchained, which rewards players for playing well and punishes those who do not. While in the same way allowing you to make money out of it by selling cards that you have in surplus, and slowly you can accumulate it. And then, when you sell the cards, it's not fiat, you sell it to Ethereum, and Ethereum gains value over time unless there's a crash. Which means that no matter what, it's a win-win. You play the games out of leisure, and you're still able to make money, and your money is appreciating, rather than letting it sit in the bank. And that's why I think that so far my experience playing the game has been superb. And another thing that I learned so far about playing Ghost Unchained is that you don't necessarily have to buy the packs. You can just straight buy it from the marketplace, you can buy the individual cards that you want. And it pretty much works out well for you, you don't have to go through the whole process of buying card packs. Because we all know that when it comes to card games, Opening card, game, opening card packs is probably the last thing they want to do. There's a 90% chance that you'll get things that you do not want. There's a 10% chance that you might get it. And when you think about the pros and cons, you might as well just buy the single copies. We all know in Pokemon, in Yu-Gi-Oh, in Duel Masters, in Magic, it's always better to buy the single copies than opening everything from a booster card box. Because a booster box probably costs you around 100 bucks. I know in Pokemon it might cost you up to 200 if you're playing the English one, or maybe 160 bucks. Everything I said is just denoted in USD. And there's a chance you might not get the cards you want. So you might as well just buy the single copy. It saves you the trouble of opening, what, five boxes just to get one? And this is like easily simplified in Ghost Unchained through the Immutable X. Go to the platform, get the cards you want, and you can basically build a deck instantly. And then another thing about Ghost Unchained is that the UI currently is not the best, but it's clear enough for me to understand how to play the game. Comparing the early stage of Hearthstone and Gods Unchained, I can say that Gods Unchained is definitely way better than Hearthstone during its early days because of, of course, the UI. The game experience is so much better. And moving forward, I do know that Gods Unchained has a World Championship coming up and it's totally different from the way that Legends of Dragon makes you work for it. For Gods Unchained, all you gotta do is purchase a ticket and you stand a chance of participating in it. And I do not really know how that works, but I do know that you can buy a ticket online if I'm not mistaken. I'll basically look edit after I record finish this podcast and that's why I can say that this podcast will most likely be me focusing on God's Unchained moving forward 
Technically, I would want to play Runeterra here and there, but there's really no incentive for me. Because the thing about Ghost Unchained is that whatever that you make in the game is going to be incentivized or going to be compounded much more than playing Runeterra. Whatever you put in Runeterra, you're probably never going to get back unless you win tournaments, as I said. But there's a cap to how much you can make. And for Ghost Unchained, there is no cap to how much you can make because there's possibilities of you getting a high, cop- a high variant of a diamond card it's gonna easily can easily sell for 400,000 USD. And since we're at the topic of selling cards or immutable X, let me just go through how basically selling and buying works. And so in the Gods Unchained, the cards come in five different tiers. One of it I think is called Shadow, which is the base copy. Which is I think the copy that you get when you open the card packs in the game. And then there's the Meteorite copy. Meteor copies is uh, you need two copies of the Shadow version to form one of it. Shadow, the, the minimum version to sell a card on the marketplace is the Meteorite version, which is two Shadow combined to one. And then you need to use the God's Token. The God's Token is the native currency within Legends... Uh, what Legends of Return? almost said it, man. Or God's Unchained. It is the currency that is being traded on different platforms like Crypto.com, on Coinbase Pro, on Uniswap, and the like. And so, this God's Token is rewarded to you every week when you play the game. Depending on how well you play the game, they will give you the tokens... Yeah, based on it. And the price of one Ghost Token currently is around 7 USD if I'm not mistaken, which is a lot. Which means that one week, you can easily make up to 60 USD of God's Token. And then if you were to trade it here and there, and the God's Token eventually picks up value over time. That might be, maybe it will be $14 by the end of next month. And then you'll, you'll probably be sitting at $140. And let's say if you were to play it every week, you can easily make up to $300 to $400 every month just playing the game. And who knows if you play well, that might be easily up to $2,000 every week, not including the cards that you get from the booster packs. And so you need to use the God's token to fuse the card. And then from Meteorite, which is the base copy to sell on the marketplace, there's the golden version, which is five copies of Meteorite to form one golden version. One golden version has like a very nice effect. When you play the card, there's like gold popping out of the card, which is pretty cool. And then the gold version of the card, of course, sells incredibly high. And finally, the diamond version of the card, which requires five gold copies of it to form one diamond copy and you think about it that's gonna be like how many copies of meteor right how many copies of purple how many copies of gold oh i just forgot about the purple right okay so basically purple requires okay i, I got it all wrong you need two shadows to form one meteor right five meteor right to form one purple five purple to form one gold and five gold to form one diamond copy and the diamond copies right there's probably only seven copies of a diamond card in existence because like I mentioned in Gods Unchained every single card has a max supply and they will show you how many of it are in circulation so let's just say that you are a very prudent person you are playing the game because you want to make a very good business opportunity you, you want to monopolize and basically own every single diamond copy of a card which means that eventually when the diamond copies are all released there's only going to be you who owns maybe one copy of every single diamond card. And you can imagine what that's going to be. The value of a diamond card is going to potentially become way more than any world championship can pay you. And the best part is that it is free to play. All you got to do is play to earn. You pick up the cards, you forge yourself all the way to the diamond copy of that card. It can be a common card, it can be a rare card, it can be a epic card, or it can be a legendary card. And currently, the most expensive card that I see is $400,000, if I'm not mistaken. It's around 100 Ethereum at this point of recording. 
which is totally insane for a card game which just came out about two years ago. The current supply of that legendary diamond version is what three? There's only three in the world, and there's only one in circulation, which means that everything else has not been released yet. And that's why I can say that from now on, if you are not going into or planning to play crypto card games, I can say that. Think about it, man. This is basically the next big thing, and that's all I have to say for today. Do expect more content from me from this week on. I'm not sure, but I most likely will be doing some Runeterra content here and there together with Gods Unchained. So do keep a lookout on it. And that's all I have for today, and I hope to see you guys soon. And that's game.